Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring Dave Schilling, Rajon Rondo, Charles Barkley, Joey Devine, Roberto Alomar, Gaylord Perry, Sean Keane, Johnny Rotten. Musical guest, the Breeders, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine, and I am here, as always, as the with the permanent co-host, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. the The season's begun, baby. Um. Ow, ow, ow! And it was quite a week, I would say. A lot of good games. (laughs) The NBA came out hot. Yeah, uh, so hot. Guys were literally punching each other. Yeah, that doesn't really happen in the NBA. There's plenty of uh, altercations, but uh, it takes a lot to get an NBA player to actually throw a punch on the court. Um, Yeah, usually it's like a lot of holding, a lot of people being. Uh, requesting their teammates hold them back. Right. Uh, when was the last time NBA players were actually punching each other? Um, didn't Serge Ibaka and Robin Lopez actually throw punches at each other? Yes. I actually want to talk about that. That is the last time. I think so. But everyone kept referring to that. There was years ago that time Mello punched a guy with the nuggets and then ran away. Yes, it was uh, Jared Marty Jeffries. Collins. Oh, no. Yeah, Jared Jeffries was also fighting people. Then, it's, it was but. a great fight because it was also like a referendum on the the Knicks' terrible roster moves. Because they're like, wait, who's fighting? Yeah. Um, they picked this guy in the lottery? 
But yeah, everyone all weekend was like, wow, that was the last fight. And I was like, uh, Robin Lopez and Serge Ibaka were punching each other last year. Yeah. And I don't I don't know that it was particularly... Was this, like, particularly more intense? I guess there were more people throwing punches. There were more people involved. Um, But, yeah, like, that's... I don't know. I mean, the, the, the real lesson is there's not really a ton of fights in the NBA. No. There are not a lot, ton of... I would call this a real fight, right? Yeah, this is a real fight. For sure. Um... I guess because if this is not a real fight, there are never any real fights in I the can, NBA. I can't imagine anyone listening to this who hasn't watched it, but I guess I'll quickly run down what happened. Yeah. Uh, so it was the fourth quarter of the Lakers-Rockets game. Uh, James Harden drove to the basket and got fouled because he's James Harden. And mm-hmm. Brandon Ingram got upset, shoved Harden into the basket. Then they all came together... Because uh, Ingram shoved Harden for no reason. Yeah. Uh, then Rajon Rondo and Chris Paul were yelling at each other. Uh huh. And it seemed kind of diffused. Like like Brandon Ingram himself is on the other half of the basketball court. Yeah, I I do want to say here the <laughs> best part of the clip was while the teams are fake fighting each other, James Harden just calmly walks to the free throw line and is standing there. Yeah, at the free throw line, ready to shoot free throws <laughs> the entire time. Uh, not unlike that time, he paid a bunch of guys to beat up Moses Malone Jr. Mm-hmm. And he, he just walked. He just he, walked to the cashier at the strip club and paid his tab. Yeah, while watching the fracas. Fracas? I think it's fracas. Uh, fracas? Who knows? We'll never know. Um. <laughs> So then Rondo spits, well, quote-unquote spits at Chris Paul. We'll talk about that in a minute. Then Chris Paul's uh, response is to poke Rondo in the eye. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then Rondo punches him twice. Paul Uh punches back. And then Ingram runs in from, like, a really far away away Uh and throws, like, a wild punch at Chris Paul. Yes. So my first question is uh, Rondo vehemently denies spitting on Chris Paul. Uh-huh. Um, but the Rockets sent a, I'm going to say, pretty conclusive video that he spit on Chris Paul. Yeah, I would say it's uh, it's undeniable. Okay, because the there was a lot of uh, zap rootering of the, of the clip. Uh, some conspiracy theorists said that it was actually Carmelo Anthony spitting at Chris Paul. Some people said that Chris Paul was faking it. And other people said that there were actually uh, explosives in the bottom of Tower 7. <laughs> and that's the reason it fell. Um, but, uh, no, it's it's pretty different. Rachel Nando definitely spits at him. It's not He doesn't, like, wind up, but... He spits on him. Right. He's not like Tupac wearing the Detroit Red Wings jersey. It's not <laughs> like that. Right, right, yeah. Um, but yeah, he for sure spits on him. I don't and, know and why. And Chris Paul reacts angrily at the moment it happens, too. I don't know why everyone was like, well, we've got to believe on, believe Rajon Rondo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he says he didn't spit on him. Why? Like, why? 
Yeah, Ray, Ray, Ray John Rondo's word is good enough for me. Um, it's a, it's a classy guy. He's a classy player. Now the fight is very short. It is brief. Um, so my question to you, Sean, is if we threw these guys in a back alley, mm-hmm. who wins the fight? Um, I mean, I think. Ingram? No, <laughs> but, Ingram oh, you between mean Rondo and Paul. Because oh, that's who the fight is really Rondo, Rondo definitely. It's definitely Rondo, right? Chris, All of Chris Paul's hitting people is like in the groin when they're not expecting it. You know, like he's not he's not ready to throw down. Right. And also he's like 5'2". Yeah, he's <laughs> he, he does not have the reach of a Rondo. Uh, but he also just doesn't quite have the mentality of a Rondo, and I mean that as a compliment to Chris Paul. Yeah, I, a I rare was gonna thing say, on this show. Rondo is definitely going to—he would murder Chris Paul, and you yeah. know why? Uh-huh. Because I think he, of all the NBA players out there, Rajon Rondo is the one most likely to be a serial killer. I think that's right. I think especially with Chris Kamen no longer playing, um, <laughs> it's Rondo. Like, like he has a lot of the characteristics. Like See, he's, Rondo, I mean, Chris Kamen is less of a serial killer. He looks like a serial killer. He's more sure. of a mass murderer. No, I. well, yes, but I. he's more of like a Clive and Bundy type. Uh, well, that makes sense, yeah. He's like a militia man. He would have like a paintball militia. And what he would occupy is like a Dave and Buster's. Yeah. Jerry West might be a serial killer, though. Yeah, because of those eyes and that he's haunted by everything that's ever happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, couldn't you see him having like weird flashbacks to like some childhood thing that made him snap one time? Uh huh. And also, and it- he claims he was followed by, uh, the Manson family. Yeah, the Manson family that one time. And that might just be him covering up for the fact that he's actually the one that mur- murdered Sharon Tate. Yeah, or, or like a job shadowing program. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, give, give, me the, give me the Rondo is a serial killer case. Okay. He's, first off, he takes five showers a day. That is a <laughs> thing we actually know about Rajon Rondo. Mm-hmm. Um, That's for forensic reasons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he has only played in murder towns. Mm-hmm. Boston. Uh, big murder town. Uh, Chicago. Oh, I mean, listen to the president. He, That's a huge murder town. Well, and also, I mean more, he is, he was the devil in the white city while he was oh. there. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Dallas, which Dallas, I feel like is less of a serial killer town, but Texas is maybe the most serial killer state. Dallas is more of an assassination town, yeah. but yeah, I, I get it. Uh, Sacramento, oh, huge, huge murder, serial city. murder town. Yeah, like, like, in fact, and also like, uh, serial murder location adjacent as yeah. well. Um, New Orleans. Oh my god! And now Los Angeles. Yeah, these are these are murder towns. Also. Uh, I kind of believe that maybe he forced his way out of Dallas when the FBI got too close. Well, I that's, actually, so that's he, well, I actually have a that's that's <laughs> interesting. But I have a theory about um, 
I think what happened is after the Aaron Hernandez stuff, he was like, "Uh uh-oh, I cannot be in New England anymore. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. (laughs) My cover's blown. (laughs) Yeah, because I could see see the – very easily the investigators realizing like, oh, Aaron Hernandez is a murderer. We need to take a look at Rayshon Rondo and also Dustin Pedroia. (laughs) <laughs> like like all these guys no uh, conscience he also hated ray allen mm-hmm. who also very well could be a serial killer same kind of meticulous routine uh that means he always has an alibi in theory yeah. when you're like i always show up at the arena five hours before the game to get shots up and eat the same dinner but yeah, if ray all. allen's a suit uh, here's my theory I think Ray Allen was like a Dexter-style serial killer, like a serial killer who killed serial killers, uh-huh. and Rondo knew it, and they kind of both knew it about each other, but they were, they couldn't, it didn't come to fruition, you know what I mean? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Neither could Ron- prove. <laughs> right, they they were never able to bust each other. <laughs> Well, I wonder. I wonder too if, like, occasionally one of them would, you know, have a lot of evidence on the other, and then Kevin Garnett would accidentally destroy it just by like punching things because he was watching making the band, and he just like started headbutting stuff and clapping his hands, and you know, like Kevin Garnett would not be a good homicide detective. No, but he would be a lot like that one homicide detective on Dexter. That found out about Dexter, but then was like captured. Dokes. Yes. Dokes. <laughs> yeah, is Garnett Dokes. is the Dokes of the NBA. Um, <laughs> um, all right. Can I read you some a sentence from the AP's game story here? Yes. Yes. Well, it's less a sentence and a phrase. Quote, mm-hmm. the normally mild-mannered Chris Paul... Here's my question. Sean, has the AP ever seen Chris Paul play basketball before? (laughs) Look, I'm not even saying Chris Paul was at fault in this situation, but there's no no way. It was tight to see him get punched in the face a bunch. Look, I'm not going to lie about that at all. Um, (laughs) But at the same time, there's no way he's mild mannered. Like... Like, even when he's not playing, he's screaming at people constantly and getting into confrontations. Like, like he's screaming at his own teammates and own coach all the time, much less his opponents. Yeah, it's like uh, the normally the normally mild-mannered John McEnroe. Yeah, he's also, he's also fought Rajon Rondo before and punched dudes in the nuts on the court. Like, it, just, it feels insane to be like... Well, I just watched the State Farm commercials, and he he seems pretty nice. I mean, Cliff Paul is normally yeah, mild Cliff Paul. If it was like the normally mild mannered Cliff Paul, I'd be like, wow, that Rajon Rondo committed insurance fraud right before spitting in his face. He spit in his, <laughs> he spit in the face of the State Farm Corporation. Um. All right. So Ingram got suspended for four games. For mm-hmm. aggressively returning and escalating the altercation and throwing a punch in the direction of Paul. Mm-hmm. Rondo got three games for instigating a, instigating a physical altercation with and spitting and throwing multiple punches at Paul. Mm-hmm. And Paul got suspended two games for 
getting punched in the face a bunch, so we're not giving him a harsh enough, uh, as harsh a penalty. Yeah. Um. Do these punishments seem low to you? They seem a little low, and to me, what it says is they determined that Rondo's spitting was like the thing that made it too crazy, and four was like the absolute minimum they could still give Brandon Ingram. Like, I thought Ingram would get like a game or two more, probably. Um, and I thought I think Rondo should probably get more games because it's because he spit on a guy. Well, and he like like obviously what Brandon Ingram did is unacceptable, and also uh, also for okay, Rondo and Ingram should each get at least one more game because uh, Ingram has no idea what's happening, and he just comes running in uh, like. Okay, so the reason the NBA has such crazy anti-fighting rules dates back to Kermit Washington almost killing Rudy T. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, and the way that happened is very similar to what Brandon Ingram did, which is like running from half court, wildly throwing punches when you're seven feet tall. Um, so I just feel like that was a lot more dangerous than what you normally see in the NBA, um, where. It was, you know, it was essentially the Kelly Oubre push, but with like a jumping haymaker. Right. Um, I don't know. I just feel like if Brandon Ingram had actually connected on his punch, um, I don't know. That that just seemed more dangerous to me. And also, I get that it's like Rondo's fault and there was spitting, but Brandon Ingram had no idea what happened. Here's what <laughs> here's what I think. Uh, hit Ingram's punishment really is. It's two games for starting the fight and then two games for running in and punching. Yeah, that makes sense. And also, he was like... Because he started the fight for no reason. Like, he shoving, pushed shoving hard for his... zero reason. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know if he would have gotten... Yeah, that, that's the thing. It's his fault initially. I probably would have given Rondo an additional game. Just because, I, obviously, I think spitting on people is gross. I hate Steph Curry's mouthpiece being out of his mouth. It's more of a personal thing, but um, probably, probably, I, I think I think he needs a fourth or fifth game. And actually, like Chris Paul, in hindsight, I think that's maybe a one gamer. But I get how you he can't. He tried to eye gouge a guy, though. That's just a bad look. <laughs> you just, know what I mean? Like more, uh, more like shady Chris Paul, like. Like, he's very, I know he's very competitive, but, like, he's also, uh, I gotta say, when the going gets tough, his instinct is to cheat. Yeah, he's, like, (sighs) eye-gouging him is, like, a real, like, uh, you know that scene in Roadhouse where Patrick Swayze is, like, teaching them to fight dirty? Where he's like, you punch him in the knee! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's, like, a real, it's, like, a real roadhouse move you kick him in the acl yeah um uh, yeah so he's but he he does the eye gouge after he gets spit on yes but his reaction was to eye gouge not to just like push him you know what i mean that is yeah yeah, weird. yeah yeah like yeah. you just can't have like yeah eye gouging i get it i am yeah, all right yeah like something that's illegal in MMA. Yeah. That should eye gouging is legal is illegal in 
every fighting sport. <laughs> Eye gouging is probably illegal in like uh the Geneva Convention. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Rajon Rondo has waterboarded someone at some point. I'll, I guarantee you that. At, usually, it's probably to get information about like an opposing defense or uh, maybe like skincare products. But I bet he's done it. Um, I think the, I think uh, these I think these suspensions are not enough, frankly, for everyone involved. I think two. I'm okay with Chris Paul getting two. I guess, but yeah, I think I think Rondo. This to me feels like a five gamer, especially just given it's not like he has a good track record of this kind of thing. Three and four games to me, and two games even is kind of Kiki Vandaway saying, "Hey, fight! We want the end. We want fighting back in the NBA." <laughs> I mean, maybe they're maybe they're right. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm surprised Ingram didn't get at least one more game. Same with Rondo. Um, I it thought... is going to cost Chris Paul a tremendous amount of money. Why Chris Paul specifically? Because he makes the most money and he's losing two game checks, so he loses like five hundred thousand dollars from this. Now I don't know what happens if the NBA like secretly gives that money back or whatever, but uh, that's expensive, you know. Yeah. All right. Um. Anything else you want to say about the fight at the Laker game? Uh no. All right. Uh, I just I oh also um LeBron like hugging Chris Paul after the game or after the incident is also like come on man it's like his it's like his first week at work. You know what I mean? Like Come on man, six... which way? Which way are you siding with? Oh, no, I mean I'm just like hell yeah, you're siding with your best friend, Chris oh, yeah. Paul. That like, was like, ridiculous. Like, also, his coworkers suck, man. Like, yeah, he's like, definitely he, getting anybody who's worked at a a job with. You have to defend the the worst guy who works with you, who's starting fights on your 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 second day of work. Yeah, agreed. It's game two, like it's such a it's so weirdly overhyped. Uh oh, but also we should mention um shouts to Anthony Kiedis of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, uh, that should be the that should be should have been our top story. <laughs> uh apparently Anthony Kiedis was thrown out of the game. Uh, yeah, for for verbally attacking Chris Paul. While looking like um it, he here's looks what it as looked if like, he's in care, like in costume. Yeah, it it felt like if uh like Javier Bardem from No Country for Old Men was dressed as Edward James Olmos. <laughs> any other things before we we're gonna do some season long predictions here yeah. real quick? But anything you noticed this week you want to point out real quick? Uh, I think the Pelicans might have a really really good offense. I mean they've been they've been playing some teams with with maybe defenses that are a little half-assed, but uh, I kind of wonder if that combination of just having like a few more good players and Alvin Gentry and Anthony Davis means they could, they could like really score a ton. I mean, we'll see. I'm not uh, sold on a lot of the things they did, but they've looked uh, really good for sure. Yeah. And the Hawks seem uh, unusually terrible. 
Trey Young was awesome last night, though. Um, uh, he anyway, they didn't they didn't lose all of their games. No, um, there was one thing I wanted to uh, and uh, one question we got on Twitter I wanted to answer real quick. Oh, great! Yeah, um, yeah. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it Reader Mail? It is confusing for robots. Benjamin Jensen asks, uh, "What's the best on jersey sponsor? Harley Davidson on the Bucks, Disney on the Magic, or Bumble on the Clippers?" I mean, I'm I'm way into Bumble, especially for the Clippers because. Like Bumble is definitely the less preferred cousin to Tinder. Um, many, many people in Los Angeles are on Bumble, and uh, Lou Williams is the NBA's biggest advocate for polyamory, uh, which is also like a Bumble thing. Yeah, I think the correct answer is actually Wish.com on the, <laughs> on Lakers, the Lakers. Because anyone who ever used Wish.com, uh, what happens is you pay a dollar for, and they send you a bunch of crap that doesn't work from China. Uh-huh. And uh, I think that's how the Lakers got Michael Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these guys are going to end up in China soon, too. Yeah. Like, I kind of feel like JaVale could maybe be an MVP there. In China? Yeah, yeah, I could see it. He, he doesn't really have the stamina, but uh, he'd be a legend. They would love him. Um, I'm trying right. to think. Harley Davidson is is pretty cool, but I don't think it matches the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, they're that's like a Milwaukee company. Yeah, I just mean I don't I don't feel like the franchise or the players are especially like Harley. I don't know. That's I all. could see Dante DiVincenzo uh, riding, like listening to "Bad to the Bone" or "Born to Be <laughs> Wild" while on like a a hog with yeah, Della he... Vadova in the sidecar. I would okay. I would watch a Wild Hogs remake, starring all the Caucasian players <laughs> on. But yeah, couldn't you imagine that Dante, Brooke Lopez, Delhi, just your like running, head <laughs> <laughs> out on the highway. <laughs> Immediately, John Henson just crashes his bike, and they're like, "Ah, eh, leave him." Um. All right, let's go to let's do some predictions, dude. All right, let's do it. Um what is your Eastern Conference 1 through 8? Okay. Um so number 1, I'm saying this is a regular season 1. I know I know the begin I'm just not going to change this even though the Raptors looked fantastic. I had the Celtics being the 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 top seed. Uh Raptors number 2. Philadelphia 76ers number 3 uh the the Milwaukee Bucks but biggest motorcycle team in the league at 4 uh and then uh god see it it, it, it you hit a lull when you get to this point <laughs> yeah. in the east uh I guess I've got the the Pacers fifth it's mm-hmm. kind of a boring pick that's not that exciting but whatever um and then I guess I've got who is who's the team I'm not thinking of here that should be sixth, Joey. I mean, 
it could be oh the heat the, the heat. heat i have yeah. the heat six whiz seven charlotte hornets eight i am running, wait a second running no wait, I, you're not allowed to do that i am your I, biggest I, preseason prediction was uh-huh. that the Cleveland Cavaliers were making the playoffs yeah, and you're already not, I'm after, already backing three off it. I don't, I don't care. They, they're terrible. Man, I was trying to even construct like funny fake trades for this and there's not even anything you can do there. Like, like I thought it would be like funny if they got Dwight Howard, but mm-hmm. they literally can't even trade for Dwight Howard. Well, Unless... have you seen Kevin Love? <laughs> what did he get scared by a ghost? Yeah, in the he off looks season? like he saw a ghost. <laughs> like his hair is gray now. What happened? I I think he drank from the wrong holy grail. <laughs> it just seems <laughs> terrible. They got beat Somebody, by twenty. <laughs> it was Benjamin Jensen again. Tweeted at us, I believe, uh, saying he looks like LeBron aged him like a president. I mean, but I mean. Look at Tyron Lu as well. Like, that's why Kyrie had to go. Because <laughs> he was turning into Uncle Drew, literally. He was turning into Uncle Drew. <laughs> Even you see him this year, and you're like, it doesn't... What? How old is Kyrie Irving? 26? Sounds right. He looks older than that, I'm going to say. <laughs> like, he's growing his hair out. Like, he looks like he's like a like a, a woke grad student. Okay, yeah, here, that teams, do you want that my top eight? I'm, I'm backing it off. Yeah, go ahead, do it. Uh, at eight, I have the Pistons. Um, seven, I have the Wizards. Six, I have the Heat. Five, I have the Pacers. Four, I have the Sixers. Uh-huh. Three, I have the Celtics. Two, I have the Bucks. And number one, your Toronto Raptors. You're the Bucks number two. I love it. I do. I think they're going to be really fucking good. Um, and I had, I made this list before they looked really good in two games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, my list is the same, except I couldn't, I can't, I can't say that about the Cavs. Um, if I They're going to be unbelievably bad. If I was going to redo this list, I think I'd have the Hornets, not the Pistons. Even though the Pistons are 2-0 and and the Hornets are 2-1. and Uh-huh. Um, to quote Cleveland's scoreboard, uh, the diff. <laughs> Um, the Hornets diff is really good. Yeah, I mean, um, the, the Pistons have, yeah, exactly. And they, three, three games. They, they're so much more, they look so exciting, too. Like, yes. Like, like, it makes me, uh, feel particularly bad about the Orlando Magic, because it feels like maybe Steve Clifford was inhibiting these guys a little bit. <laughs> like, he's out the door, and suddenly they're just this offensive machine hey dude the magic are one and two uh yeah right Under steve clifford that's like their that's a pretty good start i can actually the I magic that, <laughs> i guess that's the best percentage they've had in years uh bomba looks kind of good right uh i'm gonna full disclosure i have not watched an orlando magic game yet this season i i watched some mo bomba highlights and it was cool but that was only um i don't know They'll blow it. They'll screw up that team. <laughs> I mean, they they even have more guys I like, but it's still like none of this makes sense. Um. All right. Who's who your... do you have? Who do you have coming out of the East? Oh, right. We got to do that. I think. Yeah. I think it's the Raptors. I think it's Toronto's year too. Um, 
Yeah, I think I have the Raptors winning. Um, again, I'm. People are probably confused why I'm so down on both the Celtics and the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Um, the six, they're both to me. I just always kind of feel like there's always with young teams like this. There's always a down year after their like breakout year. I don't know. And also the Celtics are bringing in a lot of people. And I think the Sixers also got kind of worse. Um, Iliso- Ili- without Ilyasova and Bellinelli. Uh, and trying to... Both teams are just weirdly trying to incorporate new players in a way. Like the Sixers are trying to incorporate Fultz. Plus they went to China and I'm never big on those China teams. Those teams that had to play preseason in China. I mean, yeah, but the Warriors did win the title last year. Yeah, but if you talk to any of them, they're like, we never want to do that again because yeah. it fucked up our training camp. I mean, I just think I think um, the the Sixers are just uh, not nearly the same team with when Simmons and Embiid are not on the floor. And I don't even mean injured. I just mean, like, literally sitting. Mm-hmm. Uh so, I don't know. I feel like you can game plan against the Sixers, but I think I still think they're going to win a lot of regular season games. Um, and the Celtics, I think, will win a ton. And then, I don't know. I just don't think their offense is that great. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's my anti-Celtics thing. And, and I think with kind of a non... You know, Kyrie can score against anybody, but... It, it's not rare for him to be banged up in the playoffs. And uh, I think the Raptors defense is extremely good. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like when Danny Green can be like your third defender on people. I don't know. I just think I just think like I don't know if he has to be their third best defender. Um. um oh, because oh, you think. I mean, I think he's still a better defensive player than OG Ananobi. I mean, right now, currently, I don't know if he will be by the end of the season, though, is what I mean. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's but just, I it's could just see good. Defensively, I could see weirdly both him and Siakam becoming better defenders than Danny Green by the end of the year if things broke, like, perfectly. My only take on the, the negative take on the Raptors so far is uh, Siakam's a little overconfident in his ability to handle the ball right yeah, now. Yeah, that's tight, though. I'm, I'm oh, yeah, always I mean, like, pro a big man taking it the whole way. Fuck yeah, dude. Keep I it kinda, up, Pascal. But he is, like, not really that good at dribbling. So it's a very high dribble. I don't care. Keep it up, man. Um, <laughs> all right, the West, Sean. Let me hear your yeah. West. All right, I got number one, the Golden State Warriors. Number two, the Houstonian Rockets. Uh, yeah, they're from Houston. Uh, number three, I've got the Denver Nuggets. Oh, I four. thought I was gonna be the highest on the uh the Nuggets. Uh, uh, number four, I'm gonna. Oh, you know what? Yeah, number four, the Utah. I'm gonna flip these guys. Actually, now that I've said it, Utah Jazz number three, Denver Nuggets number four. Uh, number five, Los Angeles Lakers number six. Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, number seven, Portland Trailblazers. 
Number eight, Los Angeles Clippers. Um, I just realized I had written the Nuggets on my list twice, so I am going to be higher on the Nuggets than you after forcing you to do that. <laughs> oh, you know what? I actually totally screwed up there, and uh, I will be bumping the cl- – sorry, move everybody down. I left the Spurs out. Spurs number seven, Portland number eight. Heroic Los Angeles Clippers just missing the playoffs. Uh, mainly because I think they're going to, uh, for sure, trade Avery Bradley and maybe Patrick Beverly as well. So, wait, read your bottom five again, your bottom five. Oh, so I had Utah three, Denver four, Lakers five, Thunder six, Spurs seven, Blazers eight. So you have the Portland, I mean the New Orleans Pelicans missing the playoffs? Oh my god, what is wrong with my list here? Uh, no. (laughs) Sorry. (sighs) Pelicans seven, Spurs eight, Blazers out. Uh, so I had a, a similar list, I think. I had New Orleans eight, the Spurs seven, the Lakers six, the Thunder fifth, the Jazz fourth, the Nuggets third, baby. I'm sticking with that. They're winning the division preview, uh, from our previews. And then I have the Warriors second and the Rockets first. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty high on the Utah Jazz right now. So I am I. I just think the Nuggets and the Jazz, it's like a, uh, that's going to be, that division is going to fucking rule. It's going to be so tight. Yeah, I wonder if I'm even overestimating the Thunder looking at that. Uh, I mean, but... they're 0-3, and they're, yeah. they're diff, to again, quote, quote the Cleveland scoreboard, uh-huh. minus 11. <laughs> that's, that's just bad. Um, well, the thing is, um, I don't necessarily think he's going to be a bad player long term, but Terrence Ferguson is not good right now. No. I actually like him long term. I thought I did, and then I watched him play a little more, and it's like, <laughs> oh, this guy can't shoot at all. He's really and young. He's also kind of bad at defense. He is, but I mean, like, not really who you want to be starting alongside Russell Westbrook and Paul George. Um, I mean, the Thunder love getting prospects. They do. Um, I don't know if there's Terrence Ferguson seems like a, a cool dunker and a good athlete, but uh, bad at shooting. And he let Iman Shumpert score like 30 points on him, which is a little embarrassing in 2018. Uh, yeah. You know what isn't you know what is would be more embarrassing, though? What's that? losing a uh, eight mile style rap battle to Iman Shumpert? Oh my god! <laughs> um, what I, if Iman Shepard's real name was Clarence? Well, no. <laughs> I mean, I guess his name is Terrence. Terrence uh, probably has some <laughs> some nice parents. Um, who is Cheese? And that's Cheese, right? Is that the guy who shoots himself in the butt or whatever? Uh the white guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that would be. I think it might still be Mitch McGarry, even though he's not on the team and hasn't <laughs> been for years. Um, anything else you want to point out that you saw in the West so far? Um, I just, there's no real particular reason to be excited about the San Antonio Spurs. I just feel like they're going to like get it done easier. And, um, 
Um, I kind of this is like kind of rare for the Spurs, but I think they might end up trading for a point guard. Uh, yeah. Just because, like, uh, you know, uh, Murray's hurt, and uh, I don't know. It just seems like doesn't it seem like you could make some kind of George Hill deal happen? George Hill, though. I'm yes. just saying. Oh, I guess, you know, on, yeah, on the Spurs. Y- yes. Yeah, no, That's that makes thing. sense. It's like the one <laughs> one, the one team you'd be confident about George Hill going to. And, uh, you know, I mean, they're not they're not expecting a lot except to plug a hole and, you know, um, maybe the, tread pow or something. The other thing I would like to point out is, again, I wrote this list earlier, like early, uh-huh. before this, before the season started. Yeah. Um. And I think I'm about to be dead wrong about the Blazers. I think the Blazers are actually really good. Uh, oh. oh. I don't think they're missing the playoffs. They have looked fucking tight, dude. Zach Collins looks uh, real good. Yeah. I remember during Summer League when our friend Elliot bet me that uh, uh, Harry Giles and Justin Jackson would have better careers than Zach Collins. I'm feeling pretty good about my bet. I, I, don't I think, had the Zach Collins side. <laughs> I don't think Justin Jackson's very good, Joey. He's playing a lot of minutes. Weird. I know. <laughs> That's. I'm not. I'm not thrilled by that. Uh, the Kings oh, Portland, are fun. Portland got a great by diff, way. by the way. What's that? The Kings are fun. Yeah, dude. Like, like there is. There's the only thing that's really like truly depressing about a bad team is a bad team that can't score at all. Uh, I'm I'm into the Don Nelson style of like, yeah, man, like it's fine to give up 145 if you're scoring 130. Yeah, you know who's fucking who's been fucking tight this season, Tim Hardaway Jr. For that reason, mm-hmm. uh, great bad team player. All right, um, we got to move on though. Yeah. Um, who's gonna win the West, Sean? Uh, the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Although, um, they're not gonna have the the cakewalk that they've had in the first couple rounds no before because they do not match up well with Denver they do not match up well with Utah the Rockets have proven they can play them tight I don't think that's going to be different this year um <laughs> I mean there, there's could. just a lot of a lot of minds like like they have trouble with the Spurs like they could uh, play LeBron in the first round they could play LeBron in the first round like yeah. like it's it, it, playing Portland would be difficult, even though I have them picked to not make the playoffs. Like the the Warriors are not super well equipped to deal with uh, big men who can do a lot on offense. Yeah, uh, and also they're vulnerable to small athletic guards. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, I don't want to play the Utah Jazz. As a Warrior fan, I would hope that someone else beats the Jazz, the team I'm. Uh, all right. Who do you have winning the finals? I have the Warriors winning the finals. And although I, 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 though I'm, I think it would be hilarious for the internet to rally around the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> it would be amazing. Uh, I think it would be. I think that would be a close and good finals too. Actually, yeah. I mean, because if Kawhi Leonard had not gotten hurt in 2017, the Spurs <laughs> would have swept the Warriors out of the playoffs. So. <laughs> now he's got a better squad around him. All right, Sean, let's talk MVP. Uh, so I'm going to read a giant list of MVP odds right here. 
Uh, these are from Westgate, I believe, the odds. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, so we've got LeBron James at plus 333, Anthony Davis at plus 450, Giannis at plus 500, Harden at plus 650, Kawhi Leonard at plus 950, KD at plus 1,000, Steph Curry plus 1,200, Joel Embiid and Kyrie Irving at plus 1,500, Russell Westbrook at plus 1,600, Ben Simmons plus 2,500, Donovan Mitchell plus 2,500, uh, Victor Oladipo at plus 5,000, Damian Lillard at plus 3,500, Carl Anthony Towns at plus 6,000. Anyone else you want to mention here? Um, the only other guys I would say, Jokic is 100 to 1, so is Chris Paul and Jimmy Butler. I just think that's a really funny group of people to all be 100 <laughs> to 1. Uh Gordon Hayward's 150 to one, which is the same as Jason Tatum, Mm -hmm. which is like, that's just the Vegas tax on Boston fans right there. Like neither of those, neither of those guys is winning the goddamn MVP award. It's just a way for the sports books to like, they have to tolerate those people in the sports book yelling and (laughs) high fiving and not pronouncing the, the consonant R. So, uh, that's just a tax. Uh, also, I just thought it was funny that um, Chris Stapps Porzingis is 275 to 1, and Kyle he's Lowry. He's not going to play a game. He's not even going to play a game this season, <laughs> but it's still better MVP odds than Kyle Lowry, Lonzo Ball, and Kevin Love. Kevin Love, who is 500 to 1, <laughs> which is also uh, the opposite of his aging process this offseason. <laughs> um all right, Sean, what are your best bets here? Um I think I think probably the best value bet is Curry at 12 to 1. I was going to say the same thing. And I mean, he's been very good at the start of the season and I just think like if he doesn't get hurt, um he's just going to be shooting possibly a very high percentage and well, and if could Kevin Durant the... gets hurt, I think he has like a real shot at MVP. Yeah, and it's it's got to be like no one else having like a super exceptional season. You know, the Pelicans have to end up sixth or seventh in the league or something. But uh, yeah, it, at twelve to one, I like that value. I kind of think James Harden might still be the most likely one at six fifty, but um, I understand why his odds are that way. Uh, I think it's difficult to repeat unless you're very good. Um, who else stood out to I me mean, here? I mean, based on how yeah. this first week has gone, uh, <laughs> Jokic at 100 to 1 is a pretty good bet. Yeah, because, I mean, what if they come in, like, third in the West? And he had Wilt, he had a Wilt Chamberlain line the other night. He had a line that only Wilt Chamberlain had ever done. That's, I mean, that's a good sign. He shot 100% from the field for, <laughs> like, 35 points and then also had, like... Like it was like twelve and ten or something. Like he had a Wilt Chamberlain triple double the other night. I could. I mean, he was definitely. You know, he struggled with Boban though. I gotta he, say, he always struggles with Boban. <laughs> um, that is weirdly his kryptonite. Is Boban another bigger, slower man than? That uh-huh. <laughs> he's like, oh, I can't. I can't. My body's pretty slow, but I can't slow down that far. Also, Boban can dunk without jumping, and that's yeah. probably pretty difficult to deal with. Uh, I also like, I think Kawhi's a pretty good bet here, too. Uh, what is, oh, yeah, yeah, that Plus is a good 950. bet. 
Oh yeah, and and in the east, like. Yeah. Uh, also, you got to think about that narrative, baby. Oh, ow, ow. All that, be- all that being said, I think Giannis is going to win it. Um, <laughs> also, also weirdly, is Rudy Gobert even on this list? No, even though he's a top five NBA player, I know it's super weird. <laughs> I mean, I can't really imagine a scenario where Gobert wins the MVP, but like, I would, I. Put him ahead of Lamarcus Aldridge. On it would be like a closer odds. winning a Cy Young. It has to be that kind of season. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, like like Eckersley. <laughs> uh, who's your pick, Sean? Um, I'm still gonna stick. I said Harden before. I'm gonna stick with Harden again. Okay. Um, but I would bet on Curry. I think that's the best gambling. Yeah. Because because he's not James Harden is not twice as likely no. to win the MVP than Steph Curry. Um. All right. What if Jimmy Butler won MVP? Oh, He's the... <laughs> he and Jokic have the same odds. It's incredible. Like just bet bet both those numbers. Yeah, just, bet you both know, those numbers. Him. <laughs> if Jimmy Butler won and wins the MVP, oh my god, he got It'll... MVP chance his opening night in uh, after being booed during introductions. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. I love it so much. Um. All right, let's talk about rookie of the year. Okay. Luka Doncic plus three three three. <laughs> uh, DeAndre H. Ayton is plus three seventy five. Colin Sexton plus five hundred. Stupid. Kevin Knox plus seven fifty. Marvin Bagley plus eleven hundred. Trey Young plus eleven hundred. Wendell Carter plus eleven hundred. Jaron Jackson plus twelve hundred. Mo Bamba plus twenty four hundred. Naga Porter Jr. plus twenty four hundred. Lonnie Walker plus twenty five hundred, Harry Giles plus twenty five hundred, Shea Gilgis Alexander plus thirty three hundred, and mm. then a bunch of goofy guys bunch, like yeah. Dante Divincenzo at plus five thousand five hundred. Yeah, uh, um, a person named Jarris Lyles is uh, <laughs> plus fifteen thousand. Fantastic. Who's betting on Jalen Brunson to win Rookie of the Year right I don't now? know. He's also plus the same but yeah, guy betting on Jairus Lyles. Yeah, oddly, oddly high odds for Robert Williams, which is, again, the Celtics tax. Yeah. Um, There's also a Lakers seem... tax, don't get me wrong. They just don't really have any rookies. These numbers seem fucked up to me. Doesn't it seem like... Okay, to me, the Colin Sexton odds are insane. And I think it might just be that uh, their owner's the only one who also has like a casino on site. Mm-hmm. Like, is that the idea that people are going to be like, "Well, time to throw the ashes of this LeBron jersey into the trash and go to the owner's casino to bet on Colin Sexton to win the Rookie <laughs> of the Year award"? I don't think you can bet on their teams in their casinos, though. Remember all those oh. people who bet the Warriors got all that free money from the Golden oh, yeah. Nuggets. <laughs> from the Golden Nugget after Tillman Fertitta, they had to they had to like uh, forfeit all those bets. Yeah. Um, but they would have won them. Here's anyway, the number yeah. that sticks out to me. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Trey Young at plus eleven hundred seems like free money. Well, it seems like there's three extremely strong Rookie of the Year candidates, and then there is everyone else. And those guys are Doncic and Aiton, appropriately weighted at three to four to one, and then Trey Young, who's at eleven to one, on a team where like it's gonna be a bad team, but that guy is going to be able to put up m- numbers. He was the first rookie last night. He was the first rookie ever to 
So, I mean, since Steph Curry to go 30, uh, to have a 30 and 10 game. And and he's going to have the green light. And granted, uh, Stephen Curry did not win rookie of the year. He did not. No, but, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't want to relitigate that. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, good luck to Tyreek Evans with his time in the Indiana Pacers. We're pulling for you, Reek. Uh, yeah, no, it seems like a three-person race, and one of those people is rated very lowly. Uh, I think Michael Porter Jr.'s odds are hilariously high. So are uh, Lonnie Walker's. These guys are hurt. Well, also, yeah, like... <laughs> it's just... Like, why? Shea Gilgis and Alexander's odds are way better than any of these people. Yes. That are better than him. Um <laughs> I feel like if you bet Dante DiVincenzo, though, uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center should get a notification. Look, here's what I'll say about White Dante. Uh-huh. He has outplayed White Pat. I watched the Bucks the other night, and he is fun as fuck, dude. It's He's just, just an unconscious gunner. <laughs> it's a we- it's just a weird Rookie of the Year bet. That's all I'm saying. Oh, it's a terrible Rookie of the Year bet. Um, but also, I am pro Dante. I'm pro White Dante now. Um, I think we also uh, we need to mention that Harry Giles winning would be the most heartwarming and hilarious outcome because it feels like Philadelphia, Boston, and Utah fans would all freak out about his rookie status. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. Um, <laughs> defensive player of the year. I couldn't even find any odds on this, I gotta say. <laughs> um, I just listed a couple... I listed guys that did well in the voting previously. Mm-hmm. So you have on this list Gobert, Draymond, Kawhi, Embiid, Anthony Davis, <laughs> Depoy P, which I'm assuming is Paul... Is, uh, That's Paul George. Paul George. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jimmy Butts, Al Horford, and Steven Adams. Um, it's not going to be Steven Adams. Uh, I think, I think you got to consider Gobert the favorite. Yeah, I, it's got to be Gobert or Kawhi, right? I think so. Um, Anthony Davis, I think might actually be the most talented defensive player, but, uh, he's too busy putting in those buckets, baby. Yeah, he's so busy getting buckets. Uh-huh. Um, and I kind of think Paul George is one of the more overrated defenders in the league. Yeah, dude. I agree. Um, he just finished very highly last year, which also yeah. was like, really? Were you watching his team <laughs> all year? Uh, like, yeah. He yeah. I'd bet Kawhi if I had to bet this with no odds. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> right. else would have the yeah. same odds. <laughs> uh, but MB- again. If Jimmy Butler wins MVP, I could see him also winning Defensive Player of the Year. <laughs> um, all right, you'd also we didn't you also couldn't find any Coach of the Year odds. They don't. It's such a random crapshoot. I don't. I don't even know if people like bet that. I mean, looking, I'm sure people do, but <laughs> looking. But you at, look at the previous winners, and it's like it's very unpredictable. It's not really the best team, or. I mean, looking at my predictions for the uh, standings, there uh-huh. are two pretty big standouts, I think. And that would be Mike Malone or Coach Bud. Oh, I could see Coach Bud winning. Um, I could see Quinn Snyder winning. 
Quinn Snyder is like a very classic. Coach Bud has won before, which I feel like inhibits his. I guess I would predict Quinn Snyder. They love giving somebody. it to guys who go to new teams, though. Mm. Uh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You can only see the voting from the past three years, but uh. Yeah, Coach. Okay, Coach Bud and Quinn Snyder. Those are the those are the picks I would I would endorse. I don't think Mike Malone. I mean, I don't want to vote for Mike Malone, but if the no. Nuggets are the three seed, I think he'd probably win it. Actually, I I didn't love. I saw the opener, and uh, I don't feel like he reacts particularly well in game. Oh no, I am not a. I am on record as not thinking he's a good coach. I want to make that very clear. I just think if you go from the ninth seed to the uh, the three seed, uh, you probably win Coach of the Year. Yeah, even though you were the nine seed as a result of your own actions. Yes. Um, all right, which coach is the first to get fired? This is an excellent one. It seems like it's not going to be Thibodeau, right? No. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make a crazy prediction. Billy Donovan. I, that was gonna be mine. Whoa. Because <laughs> <laughs> it can't it can't be a like a brand new coach. It's got to be a disappointing coach. It's not gonna be Doc Rivers. Uh oh, I. I would say wild card, Luke Walton. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that card's so wild, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's a mild card pick. I mean, my two picks were going to be Scott Brooks or uh, Billy Donovan. Those are good picks. Yeah. I, and I mean, I th- think oh, that Scott goes without Brooks. saying. That's right. Oh, I just all that thunder. Just just the idea of a thunder coach <laughs> fired. Just there's nothing nothing more delightful than a, a thunder coach getting like Scott Brooks looks like he's about to get canned or just get got canned all the time. Uh, yeah. But the reason the reason I had him, I had Donovan over him is because uh, Scott Brooks makes nine million dollars a year. What? Yeah. <laughs> And I know Ted Leonsis doesn't care about paying lots of money to put out these shitty basketball teams, but I think he might care about paying Scott Brooks $9 million to, to not, not coach. coach. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also I could see him like throwing his hands up and being like, well, we did sign Dwight, so. Um, all right. Sixth man, who you got? Um, yeah, this is the dumbest award. Um, I hate it. It's stupid. I guess I'm gonna. It's even hard to tell. Uh God, I don't. I don't even <laughs> really have a pick here. I can, I don't even know who the six man is on the Jazz. <laughs> oh, Dante Exum. Yeah, I'm gonna it's... pick Dante Exum as the winner. Okay. Uh, Just to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. No, I know what you mean. Um, I'm sticking with. I said in our. I believe I said in our uh, previous. Dennis Schroeder, and I'm going to stick with it. I mean, he's already he started two games, so Russell Westbrook's got to stay healthy the rest of the way. But uh, I'm going to say Dennis Schroeder. Why not? I like that we have him as sixth man of the year, and we think Billy Donovan's going to fight. I don't. Those two, but see, to me, those two awards kind of run counter to each other. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I, I get it. Like, a lot of time, like, maybe the sixth man of the year should be starting for the team he's on. 
Also, like the six man of the year often just like does not reflect a good team at all. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is the guy who scored the most points off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right, who's the better six man, Sean? Kadeem mm-hmm. Hardison or Jamal Crawford? I think Jamal Crawford has exceeded uh Kadeem Hardison, the the cinematic sixth man. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be so- weird if it turned out uh Jamal Crawford was using a ghost to do his crossover moves though? I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. All right, Sean, what do you want to plug? Uh you know, uh, you can come to the business on Monday nights at Little Joy, and I am going to plug some internet writing on my Twitter, okay. at Sean Keen. Um, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where October 16th, I tweeted, Dear at Sonic Drive-In, if you get rid of the double stuff Oreo waffle cone, I will never forgive you. Also, Please get rid of the double stuff Oreo waffle cone before I never forgive myself. Thanks in advance. Well, that was a confusing request <laughs> from very, Frankie. Very confusing. He has no self-control. Uh, trust the process. Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's go f- spit in each other's faces. <laughs> Raptors were fierce, intelligent, and socially sophisticated. Able to hunt in numbers and coordinate their efforts. Raptors will become the dominant species on this planet. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Everybody to the left now. Everybody to the right now. Everybody in the front now. In the back now. There's no back there. Everybody to the left now. Everybody to the right now. Everybody in the front now. In the back now. There's no back there. Push the adrenaline. When the Rosen will jump the slam dunk Better put your hands up, we the North, baby T-Dot be going crazy T-Rox be throwing it down, he going to style And tune us up on the court, baby Fear Ramir and fear the red White, black, and purple fields Proceeding to feed the net Ready for the rest, cause we really know who's the best Any city stepping up, you know what Ujiri said Everybody to the left Devouring them now is down to Larry. The rap's on the map, just ask my man now. Somebody call Drizzy, it's about to go down. Yo. That's looking fierce, yo, we got you screaming now. Cats ain't falling, you forgot the meaning now. Hope you could beat us, you cats are dreaming now. That's the reason it's rap the season, boy. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.